0: Hi, I'm Sarah Heiner, president of Bottomline Inc., the number one provider of expert-sourced, expert-vetted, expert advice that empowers your life. I'm thrilled to be talking today to Dr. Gio Espinoza. Dr. Gio, as he likes to be called, is a naturopathic physician and director of integrative urology at New York University Langone Medical Center in New York City. His practice focuses on the nutritional, naturopathic, and functional medicine methods to help men have a healthy and vital life. You can learn more about Dr. Gio and his work at DrGio.com. So welcome Gio. I'm so glad to be talking to you.
1: Sarah, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, you know, we did a series of videos recently and then kind of Q and A's that, that would help people get some quick questions about their erectile dysfunction issues, their prostate issues. And as we were talking, you and I were chatting and you made a comment to me about erectile dysfunction in young men. And I was shocked. I thought, you you need to come back and we need to do a podcast because young men may not watch our videos, but they'll listen to our podcast, hopefully.
1: That's right. right. We hope that's right.
0: So let's talk about this. So here's here's what, what the issue was. You were talking, you said that most people, most men in your practice with erectile dysfunction were in their 40s, but you had many in their 20s. And I couldn't believe that you would have so many in their 20s. So why don't you say tell me why they they're in their twenties? I could say it, but I want you to say it.
1: <laughs> so um, there there are probably many reasons, and and I I would say y- the younger group is any anywhere under uh, forty years old. It would be considered the younger group, quote unquote, because I'm above that age now, so I don't. I still want to consider myself part of that younger group to some degree. That's so funny. As I get
0: older, younger, younger keeps moving up. <laughs> yeah. Younger now is under 60 for <laughs> as far as I'm concerned.
1: <laughs> exactly. I, I'm starting to feel the same way. Um, so there are a lot of things that's happening. Um, actually, one of the things that that's happening is um, I, I, I saw another. So one of the things that we didn't discuss in one of the videos that and I saw it since our last conversation about three guys complaining about the same issue that I I think is also causal in any of it. So we're we're gonna get there. Do you want uh, me but... to
0: say the word? Do you want? Me? <laughs> I
1: can't say. <laughs> go it. Go on.
0: You can't. I'm gonna say it then. Okay. <laughs> go for it. All right. Go so for it. Huh? can I?
1: Go for it. Go uh, for it. Yes. All right.
0: So these young men, you said that the primary yeah. cause of these young men having erectile dysfunction is not physical. It's because they were watching pornography.
1: Yeah. So so what's happening there is that. Um, you know, young men, you know, young, uh, uh, you know, say, 30s, even 20s, they've had access, to Internet access now, you know, and it' been around for about 20 years now. So they've had Internet access for uh, since they were almost born, uh, certainly toddlers. And, um, and they've had access to pornography online, uh, unlike those that are, let's say, you know, 35, 40 and older when, you know, the Internet came way later. And so then, you know, starting at 13, 14, 15, um, you know, boys start watching pornography online to have quick access to it. and they start developing ideas of, you know, what sexual encounters should look like not only what sexual encounters should look like but also how big their 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 organ should be which is completely unrealistic because these films you know uh, enlarge things superficially uh, just just from the cameras do anyway so they have these so they start developing these unrealistic ideas of um about sexuality so then when it when when the time comes for them to you know be in, in an encounter um they're expecting you know Uh, Their partners to holler and scream and all kinds of things, to get on all fours, all kinds of things. And they're also expecting themselves to be a lot bigger than they are. And all that just causes more stress. And stress and adrenaline is is a killer, is an erection killer uh so so that there is where where it seems that the excessive watching of pornography uh is a big problem so
0: these guys are basically having a sex life with their screens and then when they go to be with a person they're getting anxious about that they they're not big enough that it's not as exciting because real life is never as exciting as it is in the movies um but hasn't pornography been around forever like what's the difference now or is it just that they are? so absorbed in it and there's so much of it around them.
1: The difference now is access, right? So when when, when I was a teenager, right, I had to go to the Blockbuster if i wanted to watch pornography i didn't have access to it you know immediate access i had to go to you know blockbuster or any video store and, and there's the corner section there and nice and big you have triple x so there's a little bit of an embarrassment factor if i were to go to that corner section get the video you can see just from the outside you put, you know place it on you can see there's a tri- a triple x movie place it in a paper bag under my arm it's too much work um, and so now that none of that is, it, it, you know, has to happen now is right from their phones. They have access to whatever it is that they want to watch. Um, so, so I think, uh, access is the big difference.
0: So now is, is it that their body stop functioning? So, all right. So we're, we're going to get totally personal here, Gia, right? So <laughs> right. when these guys are watching porn, are yeah. they pleasuring themselves yeah. so that are they able to reach orgasm on their own? Um, correct. or are they just not even able to do it at all? Because as you said, they're having, when they're coming to you, it's because they're not able to have sex with another person.
1: With a partner. Correct. So no, they're able to get an erection by themselves and they actually do. And they actually masturbate pretty often. The problem is that they're also masturbating too much. So there's a, there's a, there's a limit. Uh, I know during our, <laughs> during our video, we said, well, you know, ejaculating for men is a healthy thing and it is, but uh, too much of a good thing is not a good thing. It's actually a bad thing. So some of these, young men are masturbating, you know, several times a day. And that can also contribute to just excessive ejaculation can also contribute to sexual dysfunction and, and, um, and erectile dysfunction. Now,
0: hold on though. So when they're doing that, that, that has to be about something far different than sex. They are filling some other void. I
1: would think it's just for pleasure. Uh, they, they don't know the difference. Uh, they don't know is that it is, it might be, might be a stress reliever. That may maybe their form of, of of relieving themselves from stress, you know school or <laughs> whatever it is, um, just pleasure it's really just for pleasure
0: and then what happens when they translate into relationships? Are they able to have relationships?
1: They struggle a little bit um because either they um think that their encounter will be similar to the last um, porn movie they they watched or. You know, they sometimes um have more pleasure with themselves than with a woman or or a partner, let's just say, to be neutral. right. so so sometimes you know it's easier to just you know do it by themselves. Uh, because uh, and, and it's oftentimes cause, cause not it's also assuming they're healthy, assuming that assuming they don't have metabolic syndrome or diabetes or heart disease, which you would not expect heart disease in a young male. Um, it's performance anxiety and and it's always so much easier to for them to pleasure themselves than to be with someone else So it's a huge problem.
0: So then so all right. So now let's go back to your doctor's office Okay, so you've got we've got 20-somethings. We've got 40-somethings. What's bringing them in there? They're theoretically Happy in their life. Are they marrying and then not you know, is it, is it creating marital problems yeah. in the 40 year olds Are the 20 year olds, why would a 20 year old come into your office at all?
1: A 20 year old will come into my office because it makes no sense that he cannot, um, have a successful sexual encounter to them. And and they're right. It doesn't make any sense. So they try
0: to date, they try to date somebody, male or female, whoever it is. And now they can't get intimate. Correct. Okay.
1: Correct. That's the 20-year-old. The 40-year-old is married super stressed, so he may have other issues, including the fact that, so what I mentioned earlier of some um, recent patients that I saw, uh, they were all very similar, ironically, in their early 40s and one guy in his 50s, where really the spouse is putting so much stress on them to perform that now is it's it's the whole thing is too stressful the whole experience is way too stressful stress increases the release of adrenaline and there is no bigger erection killer i cannot inject someone with a chemical that's stronger for, uh, for to 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 stop an erection than adrenaline the adrenaline that one creates when they're under stress and distress
0: right so now they go in the bedroom they're they're stressed out and there's just nothing that's going to allow that blood to flow
1: correct correct i mean um sometimes in these three cases uh, they've had you know spousal issues where you know in one degree or another the spouse is putting way a lot of pressure on them or they just constantly beating down their morale for reasons that are related to sex and beyond either way you know, they have no interest. They, they have no interest. Um, yeah. So, so that's another factor. So
0: now are these guys though? So it's in the, I keep bouncing back and forth between the twenties and the forties. Okay. Um, so sorry about that. Um, in the, in the 40 year olds though, again, they, you said they've been doing this for 20 years, right? So they started out looking at porn 20 years ago. Oh yeah. Has it been part of their life for all that time? Do they have some other addiction to the porn that they need to yeah. let go of in order to, and we'll, get, and we'll get to treatments in a little bit. So yeah. I'm just, I'm kind of at the root cause. I'm always fascinated by what starts it, right? Where right. And what has For, it go well, from, you know, teenage boys like looking at, at girls' boobies, right? Are they like looking at nudity and sex and all that sort of stuff? But right. something moves it from a little bit to this chronic activity.
1: Correct. Um, ultimately, and, and, and I'm, I'm at risk of just generalizing way too much here. I I, 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 and I'm, you know, right. I want to make sure the audience you know, right. knows that caveat U- that. Yes. Ultimately, ultimately, um, I would say the number one cause is psychological and related to, related to stress and distress and performance anxiety. I would say that's the number one cause. All other things being equal, they're healthy. Otherwise everything is fine. Performance anxiety, uh, 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 stress and distress and, 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 you know,
0: that's bringing uh, oh, them into you,
1: right? That That's creating the problem yeah. How about or, that? That's... Or, or the cause of the problem.
0: Right. But when they're first starting looking at the porn, yeah, right. So, yeah, you know, teenage boys, they'd steal dad's Playboys. They'd look at it, whatever. Now they've got access to it on the Internet. And again, as a, as a, women don't do this stuff, at least <laughs> I'm now generalizing my experience and I live yeah. in the cave, right? My my women folk don't do that. So. Right. It help, help understand or help these guys identify right. when they're getting themselves into a problem behavior. Right, just like you right. try. When when do you think you have a drinking problem? When do yeah. when do these guys know they've got a porn problem?
1: They don't un- until they do, and when they do, it's because somebody. First of all, they don't know that it's a problem. They just know that it feels good. That's it. So then they would come to me or someone like me or some other person and say, well, n- this is a huge and not only, you know, not minimizing the problem is this is a serious problem and it's significantly contributing to your sexual m- malfunction. And we need to you need to you know, you need to reduce or eliminate it. There is some level kind of there is dopamine, a dopamine response where, you know, it's like any other drug like effect from you know watching porn or 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 shopping you know for other people whatever you know whatever causes you that dopamine response where you get really happy um that that uh, it could be that that process could be addictive and for this group of people we're talking about it is porn so yeah they would have to cease oftentimes they don't see it as you know people do all kinds eat excessive you know burgers or bread or carbohydrates right. they don't know they have a, an addictive uh, they, they have addictive response to that food until somebody tells them, uh, right. same thing with this, uh, with this situation. Right.
0: Or in this case, when they suddenly have to talk to another person and realize, Ooh, I'm having a performance issue. Right. Right. Got it. All right. Let's take a break. We're going to come okay. back and talk about treatment for these guys. All right. Awesome. Thanks Gio. Hold on, hold on a bit. We'll be right back. I'm talking to Dr. Gio Espinoza, one of the foremost experts on the use of nutritional, naturopathic, and functional medicine to help men have a healthy and vital life. But his expertise goes well beyond men's health as he's authored or co-authored three books, including being a co-author of Bottom Line's newest book, A Thousand Cures for 200 Ailments. A Thousand Cures is an enormous volume that's built around wisdom from practitioners from five different healing modalities, conventional medicine, traditional medicine, homeopathy, naturopathy, and herbalism. All of this combines to allow individuals a broad spectrum of healing options for acute conditions like fever, hangover, and earaches, and also for chronic conditions such as high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, and asthma. When you follow the expert advice found in A Thousand Cures, you have the potential to decrease the cost of your family's health care by avoiding unnecessary visits to the doctor's office or emergency room to treat minor conditions. And you can reduce the need for expensive prescription medications by using simpler, natural treatments. Order your own copy of Bottomline's Thousand Cures for 200 Ailments today at bottomlinestore.com forward slash geo and get seven free special reports. That's BottomLineStore.com forward slash Geo, G-E-O, BottomLineStore.com forward slash Geo. All right, welcome back. We are talking to Dr. Geo Espinoza and we're talking about erectile dysfunction, not just in 50 year olds, not just in 40 year olds, but in 30 and 20 year olds, which I found both shocking and really sad and geo when you know you and i talked earlier that they're just trying to get to the the core behavior because it's so uh, you know trying to doesn't doesn't register for me fully because i don't do that um but <laughs> i kind of at the core it seems that these guys are it starts as a curiosity to watch the porn and then they are just it becomes a habit or it becomes in some ways an addiction to them
1: yeah 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 for sure for sure, yeah, correct. And so it's a curiosity. My, you know, the friend said, "Hey, you got to check this out," and, and 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 they start going in and they start having access to uh, all these. I'm not that familiar with what's out there in that perspective. I would have if I would have had the internet probably in my teens. <laughs> I'm kind of had the, I'm kind of glad that I didn't have the internet at that time. Uh, um, I'll have, you know, and so so they have. They're curious, and then it starts. Again, it starts uh, releasing those. Um, those feel-good chemicals that are addictive. So, um, do the
0: guys talk about this, and does it become a competition in terms so, of? I mean, not how many times I'm doing it, but do they, you know, compare sites and then suddenly they're all um, kind of riling each other up on continuing to do
1: it. Not not riling each other up. And I only know this because you know I have a book that just came out on integrative sexual health, so I had to do some really deep research and ask a lot, a lot of questions to a lot of people to come up with the material. Um, So, so what happens is not you know typical male behavior. Hey, you got to check this out, and it says all right, but it's not like hey, what did you do after in those details? Because then it gets a little embarrassing. First of all, men don't really talk about their sexuality with other men. They don't. Uh, That's no. I thought they always did. No, no, either they don't talk about it, number 1, or they just exaggerate their performance which to the point that it makes no sense and then they're like, "Okay, now you're BSing me." Wow. Uh, so it's not it's not something that men talk about. And they don't talk about about their them um you know um climaxing with their with themselves. Yes. Uh they don't, they don't do that as as well. So it's not, you know, it's not a um it's not a you know a, a you know you know, over drinks. You just start talking about those kind of things. You right. talk about you know they talk about you know who who who's sexy, who's hot, and that could be a, yeah, that could be a female or even other male if they're into men. Um, and they do those kind of things and beyond, but not necessarily about you know how they functioned or dysfunctioned. Got it. In a, situ- in a right. situation, yeah. Okay,
0: so there's not really the I'll call it gang mentality going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, there isn't, and and there is no forum for men you know first of all men don't talk that much all things being equal particularly about things that you know that they probably are vulnerable to so men don't type don't uh, all things being equal they don't like to uh, face or talk about their vulnerabilities to a fault right because if you talk about it with someone that you trust somebody can say hey man that's a problem and you may want to cut that down a little bit and then you can show them literature or whatever something that they'll you know want to um you know, discourage them from overly doing or doing it at all. Right. Okay. All right. So let's talk about treatment.
0: What do you do for these guys? And do we need to separate out the older guys from the younger guys?
1: Yeah. So the young, so the younger guy and the older guy, they they have two different goals in mind. I mean, uh, let's talk about older guys first. Yeah, so older guys, and, and older guys, that means in, in their 40s? Is that yes. what we're describing? Yes, sorry, you and I way?
0: are ancient guys. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's older, than is ancient, and we're in the ancient yeah. category. Right,
0: we're ancient. We're not talking about ancient people, because, you know, it's understandable that ancient people would have sexual issues or performance issues or whatever, because we're all kind of rotting away slowly. So I'm on the 40 <laughs> 40 guys, 40-year-old guys that shouldn't have an issue, and the 20-year-old guys that really shouldn't have an issue. So let's start Pretty with right. 40s.
1: So guys in their 40s, stress is a huge factor. Um, work stress, providing, and then um, really relationship stress, I, I find to be a huge factor. Once again, um, do they have pre-diabetes and they don't know it, uh, and that can contribute to the problem? Yes. Do they have uh, uh, you know hypertension, uh, and then they go on uh, some of these drugs like beta blockers that also interfere with. Sexual function, and the answer is yes. So uh, there's many factors here. Um, Still, in all, the number one cause is still stress-related, and it's more about um, life stress. You know, 40s is a difficult time for men in terms of providing. You have kids, Mm -hmm. uh, kids that are going to college, and you have a home, and you have a mortgage, and you have to prove yourself. You know, the, the 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 work landscape is. A challenge in this day and age there's no question uh competing with younger people uh who are you know everybody's looking for somebody else's job take somebody else's job all these things are playing a huge you know i see a lot of wall street guys well they make a lot of money but they're not they're not keeping up with their with their uh, no pun you know, intended <laughs> that's right lots lots of puns in this conversation so
0: so is uh, so is the fix a pill I don't really think so. so
1: right. So, so the, the pill is not, so Viagra Cialis and the vitro are not a fix. So that's what they think they want um, because they just need to function and that's it. And, and what that is, is a Band-Aid, a Band-Aid that uh, causes problems. Um, and, and we can talk about what those problems are um, if you'd like, but they, they, but that's not the cause. The cause is, um, you know, dealing with whatever the stressor is if it's money related i see a lot of guys that make a lot of money they have money stress so the more they make the more so they're mismanaging money or overspending or they you know they hate their jobs so much but they're making such good money that we call the golden handcuffs right so they're right. stuck and then and then so how do you manage that well then you go to bars and you uh, uh you you hang out with your friends and you knock down like 10 shots of whiskey so then you come home you you you're drunk and then you come home. There's problems at home because of many reasons, but you're also drunk when you go home right. and your your spouse does not have. So it's a it's a it's a it's it's a continuous you know downward spiral. So these um, older
0: guys then really need a lifestyle modification, a looking yeah. at their lives, a kind of a self awareness, a stress management. That this is this is a big issue that they have to be. Ready to to deal with and understand that that the pill is not going to be that
1: fix. Yeah, they need a they need a lifestyle tune up and they need to reorganize how. So what I do and again a lot of times my patient yesterday was like, well, God, you're you're better than my shrink. So oftentimes they think I'm their shrink or they say I'm acting like their shrink, and it's not that I am a shrink or trained to to be a shrink. But the the mind body connection cannot ever be overlooked. I think that we're at a point now where um, any physician or doctor that overlooks the mind-body connection and how that affects their patient is just not doing a good job. Um, and, and in some cases, it might be malpractice when you just overlook it, to be quite honest, and just, you know, write a script. So, so I have to um, address that. And I have to say, you know, I have to say, you know, and encourage them to, hey, this might be a, ca- a causal aspect here to this. And here's what... Y- how you need to do things and what you need to do to get yourself back in line. And when you go, you know, I understand you have to have uh, dinners uh, in business, but you don't have to pound 10 shots of drink, uh, you know, 10 drinks, because that eventually leads to more problems. Right. So they have to Um, deal with
0: what they're, what they're putting emotional band-aids on. Do you you mentioned real quickly that there were risks to using the drugs? Are Are there specific risks that if they use it, are they won't be able to do it on their own again in the future. Or there are there other side effects of the drugs that we can just forewarn? You know, if if wanting to make a lifestyle change isn't enough, then let me scare you a little bit and tell you that those drugs are <laughs> going to do this, this, and this to you, so that you understand. So they
1: think. So they think. So men think um, that they just want to, you know, insert and have intercourse, and that's it, right? And it's beyond that. They're looking for a, a better connection than that, and I and I can say that with a high level of certainty. After you know, seeing you know thousands of men uh, with similar situations at this point, um, these drugs number one are Band-Aid, so they they can help if the goal is just to erect and insert. They help for that purpose. All right. So what what's the downside again? Another pun. The mm-hmm. downside is uh, numerous. Um, number one, you become psychologically dependent. So then you need the, the pharmaceutical every time you're about to uh, have intercourse. Number two is the things that we know that you can read online. So there's people, some people get headaches and other people get flushing and their face gets really red. There's blurred vision. Um, there's hear, hear, hearing loss. Um, those kind of, and those things are common, but then there, those are, the, there are the uncommon c- scenarios. Um, that exist quite often. Uh, for example, with Cialis, people get uh, lo- debilitating lower back pain in some cases. Debilitating lower back pain. The other aspect, the other side effect that a lot of people can complain about is that the the organ feels disconnected from their body. There seems to be some level of numbness that occurs around the penis, where they just kind of going through the motions, but they're not feeling much satisfaction
0: well and i was just going to ask you actually if the quality of the orgasm is the same
1: so the quality of the orgasm if they are able to ejaculate and that that leads to my you know to that uh, so to to that further this explanation of the detachment of the organ from the body there's a numbness effect that occurs where now in many cases it, it causes delayed ejaculation which means that they don't ejaculate and they go on and on So while that's a problem that most men wish and think they would want to have it, they don't. That's a huge problem. Uh, uh, you know, your partner doesn't want to last long. You don't want to last that long. uh, But besides uh, which uh, it's never
0: satisfied.
1: It's not satisfied and they go on and go on and they have to go to the bathroom and masturbate. Well, but then uh, even,
0: even if they do reach climax, right? Well, okay. And then even if they can ejaculate during sex, it still sounds like it's not the same level of satisfaction or satisfaction it, experience because you're all stressed out. Is it going to work? Am I going to, you know, be able to ejaculate?
1: It's, it's, it doesn't work because they're going through the motions, but they don't feel connect, a connection to their right. organ or the other person. So it's not. and And that's if they're able to ejaculate. Oftentimes they're not able to ejaculate. Not oftentimes, frequently enough, they're not able to ejaculate, and they have to t- still take matters into their own hands, literally speaking. So, right. And that's pun intended. Re- right. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way they would, yes. they would ejaculate. All right. So these so, so it's, these it's, older it's,
0: guys it's, it, need to shift, problem. right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so many, you know, useful. There's many things that one can do from a natural perspective. That's why I'm not opposed. You know, I, I'm agnostic in my practice. I'm a holistic practitioner. I look for lifestyle and natural methods first. That's just the way I was trained. But, you know, I've been working with medical doctors since 15 years. And so I, I, I do know how some of these things work and how they can work effectively. I'm not completely opposed to them, but to think that they're the magic pill, the magic cure, and, and that's all I need. It's it's a really, really uh, faulty way of looking at it. and And it's going to lead to other problems, particularly if you're not dealing with the cause of the right. problem.
0: Well, the other end. problems end up solving this one. All right, let's talk for a couple minutes because we're running a little bit long about the young guys because these twenty-somethings <laughs> now—they've got the
1: 40 year olds or no,
0: no, no, now we're on the twenty. Now, with the real the, the young pups. How about that? Let's talk about the young pups, but because these guys, they've got. You said that they've got a major self-image problem. They've got a major confidence problem. They are putting incredible pressure on themselves about size, about performance that how do you help them?
1: Well, they need to stop watching porn and they need to buy into that process uh, so that they know it's causing problems. so the, so then the the, the, the porn effect uh, starts um, gradually uh, um, losing its power in their heads the, the less the less they watch. The other aspect is um, they need to hit a home run, right? So if they if they if they have a date, they need to be able just for psychological reasons, if not physiological reasons, they need to be able to perform. So other than breathing exercises and things like, and I, you know, (laughs) we go over to this process that we call like pregame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pregame. You yeah, know, I've heard of pregaming,
0: know. but it usually involves alcohol.
1: <laughs> it usually exactly, exactly. So in this case, it's just visualizing you doing well without anything. You're just doing well. Is a, a visualization aspect. Then I give them some nutrients that helps with um, promoting blood circulation to the area. Um, in some cases, if I see that they're still not there, I will give them. A very low dose of uh, uh, the lowest dose possible of either Viagra or Cialis, more for psychological reasons than physiological reasons. Uh, I they need to be able to make it happen, and and then I, if it's a if it's a, a heterosexual situation. Um, I sort of give them some guidance as to, hey, this is sensitive for her. This is great for her, and that will make you better. And you got you have to be in the moment and understand. Give them an understanding of how sexuality for men works, where um, they need to just be all in. Uh, the mind can't be halfway in the office or halfway in the previous problem. There, they need to be all in, engaged. A couple of glasses of wine is fine. I don't mind because it kind of Makes it a more relaxing environment and 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 so forth So that's the conversation some nutrients and maybe if needed uh, a very low dose of one of these pharmaceuticals
0: And you also made an interesting comment to me again when we were talking when we did the videos about the fact that these guys who are watching porn and that they're spending that that their sexual reality is in the porn they don't have role models for relationships. If they start watching porn when they're 15, 16, they don't know what a healthy sexual relationship looks like or a healthy emotional, physical, multi-dimensional relationship looks like. So do you help guide them to that too and help them understand that what's on that screen is not life?
1: For sure, for sure. You know, it definitely seems, I didn't have these type of conversations with my dad. It was just sort of forbidden. Um, My dad, you know, Cuban, he was just happy that I had a lot of girlfriends <laughs> and, and then and quite frankly, that I was heterosexual, Yes, um, with, you know, a Cuban machismo and that pride. Right. So, um, and that's about it. it you know, it, was, it had nothing to do about sexual education or how things work and how, you know, the birds and the bees, if you will, uh, none of that. Um, so you, you're out on your, on your own. Um, I remember taking one course in college that blew my mind. I was like, Whoa, and that was actually pretty helpful. Uh, but, but, you know, that's that's pretty much it. So I um, uh, you know, so an experience, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, my, I have a five year old son. I, I'm already having this conversation with him. Not Is, kidding, not is there a movie that
0: you recommend guys watch that that's a good role model for a relationship?
1: Not that I know of, and if it does exist, I would love to know that uh, about it. I, I Not that I know of. That's a very good question, or a video or something. You know, one of the things that I'm working on, actually, is an online course for laymen on on, on male sexuality. Um, I, I think that could be a difference maker for a lot, a lot of, for almost every man that I known, because even if you feel comfortable, there's always some room for to learn more uh, as to how things work, what you're really looking for, the difference between having sex and making love and all these other factors. So I don't know of a movie that, that exists and you know I would love to know one. All
0: right. We'll, we'll, we'll go on an adventure and start looking for one, Gio. All right. Please. Thank you so much, Dr. Gio Espinoza. You can learn more about Dr. Gio's work at drgio.com. And guys, porn is not the answer. Stress yeah. has got to get put at bay and relax, have the relationship and trust yourself. Thanks, Gio.
1: Thank you, Sarah. Bye-bye.